Extreme PC UK. Hi and welcome to episode 34 of the Extreme PC UK podcast. Today is the 30th of November and I'm your host Nick, also known as Extreme PC UK on Steam. Today joining me on the show is... Hello, I am Hans and on Steam I am Megal from Hell. Hi, I'm Jansen and on Steam I'm Jay himself. Hi, I'm Matt and I'm Guardian on Steam. Hi, I'm Tom and I'm Insane on Steam. Hi, I'm Mark and on Steam I'm Sharon Pope. I'm new to the show and hopefully what I'll be bringing to the table, I'll be doing some YouTube videos in the future, just doing reviews of games we played each month. Yeah, we'll talk about that later on. Yeah, wicked, wicked. (laughs) (laughs) Jam-packed show. We've got so much on this week's show, so much to talk about, questions, reviews, all sorts of stuff. So uh, it's going to be massive. And yeah, welcome to the crew, Mark. He's going to be doing, like he said, YouTube videos every month he'll be like doing one video that we've been spoke about minimum so you can then go and view the videos after and it'll be like a playthrough showing you how to play the games and stuff like that so wicked that's another bonus to the podcast first off i've got to run through the few things that we've got if you've got any questions please send them into extremepcuk at gmail.com any questions about anything as you always know we've got a steam group extreme pc uk a team speak which you can just go on to any of our stuff and the team speak details are there that's free we can make your own room We've got an Instagram, which has all my work on there, everything I've done, like all the upgrades, overclocking stuff and bits and pieces, builds, all of my stuff's on there that I do for work. And we've got the new Facebook by Hands, which is getting bigger and more popular. And that's where we just go to chat. Uh, Another thing I just want to say is if uh, Jansen sounds like he's talking for a drain pipe, he's got no internet tonight, so he's come on on his phone. So we just have to make do with what we've got in it, Jans. Yeah. Improvisation. Make the best of a bad situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, first off, before we get into the news, because I know we normally go into the news straight away, we always ask for viewer feedback, don't we? Yeah. And uh, so yep. we got some viewer feedback. So I'm just going to read it out and then we'll have a little chat about it. So um, first of all, I remember we was talking about whether to be serious on the podcast or to be a bit of jokers or what the fine balance is. Do you remember, boys, or not? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I remember so, that. Yep. So, yeah. Right, so um, Caleb has got in, in touch with us, and uh, I'm going to read out what he says. I think I may be the only listener that owns only a console. You probably are, but that's not a problem. Just get a PC. <laughs> 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 yeah, now that's cool. And also, I'm an American, which I think we've got, we got quite a lot of American listeners. Uh, they're pretty much 50-50 in the two top downloads in England and America. So there's a few of you. And he says, uh, I listen... To learn about PC parts, you guys don't often, but when you do, it's nice. And I've got to say, I, I love talking about PC parts, but we need you guys out there to, to give us some kind of information on what you want to know, and then we can talk about it. You know, if there's a, a part you want to review or anything like that, we're more than happy to pick it up and have a look at it and, and learn about it and, and give a full review on it to people, you know. He goes on to say, I found myself wondering why I continue to listen recently because you uh, talk a ton about Fallout and he hates Fallout. The last episode, I figured it out. It's the chemistry that we all have. I really like the uh, Goofy episode. (laughs) You asked my (laughs) response and it is, keep it light. It's pretty great listen when you guys are being clowns. And this turned out more more sappy than I intended. And then so he goes to list farts, boobs and dude stuff for a bit of balance, (laughs) uh, which is fair enough. Yeah, I think that fits. (laughs) Sort of fits in perfectly with our podcast, really, isn't it? Be a bit serious and then uh, put some boobs in there. Always good with some boobs. <laughs> <laughs> boobs are life. Yeah. Boobs are love. <laughs> but yeah, now, do you know what? Thanks for your feedback. And 
our personal take on it is we like to have a laugh, don't we? But <clears> have a serious side as well. So when we get a serious question, it will be serious. And sometimes, do you know, I think what makes the podcast for us is when we go off on a little rant, like we went off one about Asda's the other day or whatever, wasn't it? Or Lidl's. Lidl. And it's just well funny because it's just like, it's so far from what we're talking about, but we just end up there somehow. And it's just natural the way we get there. So yeah, cheers. Anyone else wants to send in any kind of feedback for us, you know? Even if you think Jansen's voice talking through a drain pipe was rubbish, just let us know. <laughs> <laughs> but right, should we move on to some news? First yes. off in my, for my news, <laughs> first off, I've got to say, uh, premiercomputeraffairs.co.uk. You know, they're the fairs we go to all over England. We haven't been to one for a couple of months because we've been so busy. But I will have to say, we are going to be at one this Sunday, the 4th of December. And uh, that's going to be at Milton Keynes in the arena, which is the stadium. You can check it out on uh, premiercomputeraffairs.co.uk or you can you can get onto our website and see it. It'll be in the area there. Come down. We're going to be taking loads of games with us. We might even be taking the server with us for a little LAN party, but we're not sure yet. Depends on what's happening. But there will be a few of us down there. Sadly, Jansen's not going to be able to make it, but the rest of you boys are going to be there, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it will be, <laughs> will be a fun day. Um, it starts at 10 o'clock and finishes at 3 o'clock. And I think it's only like two quid or three quid to get in. So uh, get yourself down there. Come over to our stand. Just chat to us. Say, uh, say you listen to the podcast and that. And uh, yeah, we'll have a, a nice chat, some good games, and we'll crack on from there. Second part of my news. Now, I don't know if you lot remember this. I've been locked out of Steam for like three days. And I was so pissed. Have any of you seen the new family thing? No, thank no. God. No, thank God. Well, you know, you've got like your Steam library and it's like family library, they called it. So you'd swap your games, wouldn't you? So I put you on my family library and you put me on yours and we can swap games and we can see each other's games and play them. That's how you believe it is, yeah? Yeah. Well, they've now got this new thing called Family View. And what it is, say you're an adult and you've got a kid that plays on Steam. Pretty much what it does is you put a pin code in. And I didn't even know what I was setting up at the time. I thought I was just like adding someone to my um, thing. And I was in, obviously in a different area. Anyway, I've gone in, put in my pin code, it asked me, and basically it says, do, what do you want to see when you put your pin code in? And I said, I want to see all my games, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so I've done it, and next thing, there's a little red or green square in the top corner with like a little person on it. Anyway, I've come to try and share my library, and all of a sudden, all my games libraries and stuff, the, the library was there, but everything else was blacked out, couldn't touch it. All my settings disappeared from the bar, and I thought I'd broken my Steam. And turns out that this new family thing, what it is, it's to protect your kids. So it's probably good in that way. But for me, it wasn't good because I don't need to protect my kids from being on my Steam because they don't go on my one. And could I get rid of this thing? No, I couldn't. And I could not get into any of the groups. I couldn't see any groups or anything like that. And so I went back into the settings. Um, well, not the settings, but on this button where you do your account. And I went through Steam. You know, have any of you ever tried to get a refund on that where you click on it and it will say go through to the steam people and you write your little message and all that yeah they never got back to me so then i went right i'm going to go back to the family view put my pin code in the button wouldn't work just went blue couldn't click the button so i'm like i can't put my pin in they're not contacting me back i'm literally locked out of my steam and this went on for about three days and uh sent some more messages i still haven't got anything back from them about it and so in the end i i tried to do it on my phone that wouldn't work and so I was just locked out completely. It was just well annoying. So in the end, I had a little brainwave and I went and logged in through the internet. Before I'd done this, though, I actually tried to click a button to reset my password. That wouldn't work. None of the buttons would work. They were there, but I couldn't click on. 
And so in the end, what I've done is I went onto this onto um, Google, typed in Steam, went into the page. You know when you could do it online where it says install and download and all that? Yeah. I went into there, put my my um, code in, and then it allowed me to change it. And then I could change all my settings again. But it was just such a ball ache, you know? I was locked out of my my Steam. I couldn't put uh, I couldn't put um, Mark onto onto my group or anything. Couldn't do anything. And it's just do you know what? The thing that pissed me off the most is the fact that Steam didn't even contact me when they said they would. They said they're sending emails. I never got nothing. And uh, I just find that very annoying. Sounds so, typical of Steam, really. And that's my, really honest, yeah. Yeah. that's my rant over with today. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was very long winded, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well long-winded. Not just a rant, the whole thing. <laughs> but um, yeah, just just so if anybody's got that problem, what I'd say to do is go onto Google, go to Steam through there, and then you'll be able to put your password in, and it'll work, and you'll be able to get back into your account, and then go back to your normal, click on your icon, and, and then it'll work. So yeah, just a little bit of learning I've done, and uh, pass it on to the community, really. Right, Hans, what news have you got? I believe you got a rant as well. Oh yeah, a big one. Go on. We all know that this week Final Fantasy launch, 15 launched on consoles, right? No. Yeah, everybody knows that. <laughs> Nick because he's too busy picking berries probably in another game, but that's another rant <laughs> for another time. But anyway, Final Fantasy 15 is a completely open world RPG and it's not on PC. Why? Someone explain this to me. Is the game built on a PC or... Surely it's got to be built on a PC, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, apparently Square Enix claimed that if they want to put it on PC, it's going to take at least two or three years because they're going to have to recode everything. I have never heard so much tripe in one sentence in my life, to be honest. This game screams PC. In my view, I don't know when they... I'm not into building games or creating them or developing them or anything, but surely if it's built on a PC, it can't be that hard to run on a PC because they'd have to run it to test it in no, the they first have stages. test consoles. Yeah. They build it on a PC, but they run it on a test console. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, but I, I I can understand that it's built with a console in mind because that's their target audience, of course. But, like, open world game just scream PC. And once again, they're ignoring PC users. I mean, Final Fantasy thirteen got released last year, I think. But it was just nine, nine years, years after the initial release. Probably, Probably because they, they want to have the premium price. Yeah, yeah. also, but I, I think it's a load of bollocks, to be honest. Yeah. But you never know, because like with consoles are becoming more like PCs now, it might be that thing of they think, what's the point of having to recode everything for a console when in three years' time, a console and PC will pretty much be the same thing and we just make it on one platform. Yeah, maybe, but you know Final Fantasy sells a lot of copies, right? They yeah. sell millions of copies around the world. Being on PC, you get a few extra co uh, million copies. Like Matt said, when you get it on a PC, you don't expect to pay 40 quid for it, do you? But if you're going to get it on a console, you do expect to pay that for it. Yeah, but that, that's not the point also. I think the point is that PC users, last few years, have been getting a lot less of those uh, premium games at launch. They're, they're either getting delayed or piss-poor ports, to say the least. Yeah. And it keeps going on with AAA games, and it... it yeah. yeah, I've got to be honest. When when did these days start where games come out and they're nowhere near finished and everybody moans about it and all the servers go down? And when did this even start happening? But it's, yeah, like, but it's just a it's regular thing now. Even on consoles like Final Fantasy, for example, had a 9 gigabyte uh, day one patch. Really? Yeah, and a few days later, another 7 gigs. Well, I've got to be honest, I haven't been on a console where the downloads are that regular. It's 
when I had it, the games worked. You just put the disc in and it worked. You didn't have to worry about downloads and updates that much. Um, on Xbox 360, you had a few, but never really a big thing. The game still worked. But now, you get a they game to, and you, you expect it just to be broken at somewhere. And if yeah. it does break, you just go, all oh, right, I'll try it in a few weeks when a patch has come out. But we're getting so used to it. We're, it's us that allows it to happen. Yeah, but you the know, games are so much more complicated than they used to be. That's true. Yeah, maybe, but at least, I mean, you're going to know in a few minutes when you're going to talk about uh, your news, Jensen. I mean, yeah. that's the prime example of, of how not to do it. And, oh, no. <laughs> Zero respect anymore for any of those companies, to be honest. And this one was about why are PC users getting forgotten again? Remember GTA V took like a year and a half before it came on PC? Spit it out. <laughs> no, it yeah, is true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Why they do it? Do you know what? I totally yeah. forgot about that as well. We all played GTA Five, but it didn't come I mean, out, did it? When we when we got it finally, it was a really good port. I have to say, it was one of the best ports in in recent years. But still, it's a year and a half late. Yeah, no, nah, totally, why? totally no, agree. I don't know why. I'm a bit sick of it, to be honest. Just one of those things we can't do nothing about. You nope. know what it is? It's Not people. Wanting putting up alpha and beta games like for sale and then all the big developers are like well look these people are used to playing unfinished games let's yeah. just chuck our game out there unfinished yeah I'm, I'm not gonna say final fantasy 15 is unfinished though but they should have released it on pc simultaneously i mean especially square enix they have the manpower to do it no they're a the, huge the only company way. So. The only way this is ever going to get fixed is if when your game turns up and it's a AAA game and there's one problem with it, you get your money back for it straight away. That's the only way that people, these companies will ever learn is when masses of people send the game back. Now look at yeah, No Man's true. Sky, yeah, which we will be talking about in a minute, the update. That came out and August. there was all them problems with it. They still wouldn't give the money back. You know? So we just yeah, got lumped it. But, but like Square Enix now, at least the game is not broken, so... Yeah. That's one positive thing. My rent is just that it's not on PC. And it's it's starting to happen more regular. I mean, Watch Dogs 2 also came out. Also, only two weeks. But again, later, apparently Watch Dogs 2 runs very good. But I haven't yeah. played it yet. But we'll see. guess we'll have to wait and see again. But there was a massive problem with that, wasn't there? There was a PC guy that came out and he uh, done a bit of coding on it. Whatever, and he made the frame 60 frames and made it much better, didn't he? That was, uh, that was Watch Dogs 1, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Watch Dogs 1. Yeah, I, so I have a collection sort of edition for that one still, but I didn't yeah, play it at the launch, so I, I don't know how it was at launch, yeah. to be honest. I think, particularly in the um, with GTA's example, our company's now going to be thinking, well, GTA comes out every, what, four or five years, a new game's released by them on console. Are they just thinking, let's try and make more money, let's release it on the platform and just keep that cash cow coming in? Yeah. Yeah, kind of it's a well-known fact that the console games sell sell more, of course, for AAA developers. But still, yeah. I mean, PC market overall is bigger, but they're still worried about pirating. I don't get it. I mean, we have Steam, we have even Ubisoft and Origin, and now that even EA is turning into the good guys, I mean, what can go wrong? I suppose they have to sort of think, that, you know, if um, <laughs> half of those people bought it on PC, they're not going to buy it on the console as well. And with the PC, as you say, it's going to be a lot cheaper. So yeah. is it going to be worth their while? Doing yeah, it? probably. Yeah, they're yeah. going to sell some extra Yeah, it's true. But... We PC gamers are a lot cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite funny because when you said what could go wrong, I had a little giggle in my head because I just thought, 
No Man's Sky. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. At least that that didn't go wrong solely on PC. So <laughs> yeah. that that, that went equally bad across all platforms. Yeah. Which is only two, to be honest, but still. Mm -hmm. Right. Let's move on because uh, we did talk about No Man's Sky, and I believe Jansen, that's your news. Yeah, No Man's Sky update. Yeah, they so, got a big update, innit? Yeah, they were obviously just trying to dig themselves out of a hole. Try so, just give yeah. them a grenade. Yeah, <laughs> like quicker and easier. Before, when we reviewed this before, I said like they should just give up. Yeah, like, just give everyone back their money and just scrap it. It's like they're basically trying to polish a turd now. <laughs> yeah. Like no matter how big this update is, like I don't think anyone's really going to be interested. Well, I the looked point at the update, it. and well, my, my view on the update is. They've took a game which is broken in a certain way. It's broken because it wants multiplayer. And if you had lots of players flying around in that, you might be more interested. So what have they gone and done? They've brought building to it. They've built yeah. more stuff in the game. But they've not actually done anything for what the people have asked for. No. Because yeah. everyone wants to get on and play together. Yeah. So if you just put an update where you can just do more in the game, it's still not what people want what what people bought the game for originally. Yeah, it's like one of the updates is one of it is uh you can buy these super freighter things for loads of money, which you can have everything on there like your base. Now, it's just a cop out. They've they've let you build bases now, so you can go to any planet you want and build a base. But the whole point of the game is to go to the center of the earth. So why are you gonna build a base and then move on? And it says you can go back and destroy that base for money and build it somewhere else if you want. But then in the same time that you can do that you can buy one of these super freighters and wherever you are in the universe, you can press a button and it will come to you. So mm. pretty much. And you can also, when you loot stuff down on the planet, it automatically goes back to your ship. So what they've done is they've just pretty much put a teleport system in so anything can be anywhere at any time and you can just build anything anywhere you want. Yeah. It's just, why do we want that? And it's made no difference. But like you were saying with the base, if you built a base on a planet... Like, you're not on the planet for long enough to need a base. Exactly. Like when I was playing the game, it's like, I land on a planet, have a look around for about an hour, and then I'm off. Yeah. It's like, I'm back onto the next planet. It's pointless, isn't it? Yeah, and that's the whole point with this update. They've done nothing that anyone wanted. I, I want to see... Base building's good if you've got someone to come and attack your base. But what's the point of building a base just to sit on a planet? Hmm. There's it's no doing nothing. It. Yeah. What can you do in the base, anyways? You know. Well, they've got. Just you pointless. can re you can recruit people like aliens, and you can put all different areas in your base now. So you can have like an area for growing plants. You can have like like a little farming area. You can have like a little bar where you can buy and sell stuff. But it's like Imperium. Yeah, but what's yeah, but at least Imperium <laughs> it's multiplayer. It works. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's the point of having all this if? What, so you can so you can get on the game, right, I've built my base, I've got all my plants in there, I've got everything, all my me, me workers, they're all in the base as well. Right, and you get sit on, down and do a bit of knitting. What am I going to do today? <laughs> oh, I think I'll go and check them plants are growing. Yeah, they're working. Oh, I'll go to the bar and talk to the alien. Yep, that's working. What do I do now? Oh, I'll move to another planet and destroy it all. Yeah. Did they fix the centre of the universe yet? I don't know if they did that. I, I, I honestly think what they've done is they've gone away... They realise they can't f actually get it into multiplayer, but they did say that now it will show you when someone's been to the location, and that works apparently. But for me, that game when it came out, I played a good twenty hours on it, and I was I would have carried on playing it. 
because I still thought there was more to unravel. Little did I know that it was just that. That was the max I'm going to get to, and that would have been me doing the same thing over and over again. They could have made that game really good. I don't care about all the planet stuff and all that. If they had other players in there I could shoot down or team up with, that game would have been fine for me. Yeah. You know? But that's the problem. There's no point being open-ended space world if you can't actually do anything with other people. You know? Yeah. And can't even the trade. exploration of it was tedious because you were just going from planet to planet and seeing the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, even our Empyrean server, there's not a, a huge amount of planets on there, but each planet is completely different. Yeah. It, it's different. It's got different resources, different animals. And, you know, what would you rather have? Six planets in a universe, which are six planets with different stuff that's all workable, mm. or six million planets that all are just totally random stuff. You know? Yes, yeah, From... six planets. Cause it's like the, their random generator was ridiculous wasn't it like well, we were saying that. it's like some of the stuff that you see you look at it and you think like why they still why, have that. why is that there <laughs> fish yeah. with wigs yeah that's it and it was it a bouncing uh, pineapple yeah yeah, yeah that's it's still there apparently <laughs> it's like why but yeah apparently they've changed it's that this... as well what they've done is they've made it more suitable to what is really in the real world so you might get an elephant, but it'll be on the land, and you might get a fish that'll be near water and stuff like that. But mm. for me, No Man's Sky is done. And yeah. to be totally honest, epic fail. Yeah, don't yeah. Oh. try and fix it. Too little, it. too late. I reckon. Yeah, it's like they they should have had this done on the release, and they basically sold a pile of crap, and now they're trying to fix it, but in yeah. a completely wrong way. But yeah, but they've tried to like hype it up that it's going to be amazing again you can build bases and you can do this and you can do that you get in it you can do nothing it's boring yeah you know so that's enough about that anyway just get yeah. us all depressed 40 <laughs> quid I wasted on that bastards <laughs> <Suckers>. <laughs> right let's move on Matt any news right yes um, you guys know a game called um, it's by Landfall Games um do yes. you even know what this game is? I do. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Well, I was going to say uh, Cluster Truck. I was going to say something else then. <laughs> um, they've come up with a new game called Totally Accurate Battle Simulator, which is quite... It's an open alpha at the moment, so if you Google search uh, Landfall Games, send them an email, and they'll send you the game test on sort of thing. Um, it's quite funny. It's very low-key can have like fun battles from using peasants, ninjas, Vikings, and Hillary Clinton. And <laughs> Vikings is that and Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah. You get like <laughs> uh, different levels. You earn points from completing these levels of fighting some other random teams. And they give you a point system. You can use those points to buy, you know, um, units. A berserker, a ninja, a boxer, Hillary Clinton. Who's you love Hillary Clinton. You like a it's bit of Hillary smart. Clinton, don't you? Well, yeah, she's quite funny. She just goes in and just throws letters at the enemy. So what is this? I'm just looking at the video. So it's like a game where it's yeah. like real, obviously a simulator, but the, it's like ragdoll effect on people. So if they get yeah. hit by something, they fly as if they really would. Mm. It does look Yeah, but funny. it's very down to earth, very, you know, comedy. How did you come style. about this game? Um, I was watching um, Septic Eye playing it and I was like, oh, that looks fun. Let me have a look. And so I got a copy and started playing it. It's, it's and so all the listeners can get a copy of this for free. 
Mm-hmm. Cool. It's open it's alpha now, now, so yes. Yeah, I'm just checking there it out. Go. Totally accurate battle simulator. Uh, looks quite funny. It is. It's mad. <laughs> it, look, it looks like Morph. <laughs> yeah, that's Pretty much. <laughs> morph Battles, they should have called it. Yeah. That would have been a fair name. Yeah. Plasticine Battles. So there you go. Open alpha from Nanopole Games. <laughs> Pretty good. Cool. Cheers for that. Cheers that's for right. uh, bringing it up and letting people know about it. Right, should we move on to the old game section then? Yeah. yeah. Right, first off, I'd like to talk about Wicked Game came out called Transport Fever. Have any of you heard of this? It's yeah. not a survival game, is it? Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a survival game. It's Transport Tycoon, basically, but a brand new version. Uh, if any of you have played Transport Tycoon, I always bang on about it. It's one of my favourite games of all time, Transport Tycoon Deluxe. I used to love that because in that you could buy out other industries and other other like railway people. But Transport Fever, everyone's heard of Train Fever, is where you build trains and you build a network of trains around the country or whatever. But this is Transport Fever, it's not Train Fever. So in this version, you've got trains, planes, trucks, and it goes from like the 1800s all the way through. And basically, the the, the world evolves around your transport. So say you've got like a town in the middle of, of of your island or whatever, and you've got five towns around it. Say I make that Nick town, yeah? Basically, I put the, tr the trains and stuff to that, and it'll all grow around where people are going. It's real people. And uh, like Transport Tycoon, back in the day, you couldn't zoom in and see people or nothing. You just saw little squares, and it was very basic. But this, this is like going back to play that, but in massive detail. I can scroll in and in and in until I'm in actual in the town and I can see people rushing about. You can even click on people and see their names and where they're going, they're going to work or they're coming home. And there's just so much more detail in there. But they haven't lost the simplicity of the game. You still very, very basic to set up a train. Like you'll build a track you'll you'll go because you've got like industry and you've got like uh just normal people, like public people, whatever, I don't know how you word it. And basically you just literally Set up a train station, put it for the people as a, as a passenger station, build one the other end, connect the train line. It takes off the money and all that, and pretty much put your put your little depot on there. Then you choose your train. Now, it proper starts old school, man. Like the trains are so old, and they they update every couple of years or so. And I found like the how game. Old? Like, is it like cowboy times? Yeah. Well, when you first start in a town, and because obviously, if you want a train station. One thing that's different to this to Transport Tycoon was Transport Tycoon, you had a town, but pretty much when you put a, a, a train station down, it would cover the whole town, like the area of the, cap, the catchment area. Mm. But on this, they've made the game a lot harder, and I mean a lot harder to get started up at the beginning. On Transport Tycoon, you just put one train in and you make the track as long as you can. You get under grand every time. On this, you have to really... I started the game about 20 times in order to... Because obviously I'm used to the games I'm used to. And I started the game with the knowledge that I've got of other games. So I put my stuff down. But, like, if I I had, like you said, cowboy times, I had, like, um, horse and carts. Mm. And they can hold two people or four people. So I've set up a few of them going around the town and with little, little like, bus stops going around the town. And they didn't make no bloody money. And I was like, how am I going to do this? And what it is, because it, it's realistic, it builds up over time. And your money goes right down and you get right into the red and you slowly got to bring it back. It's nowhere near as simple as Transport Tycoon used to be. Like, if I put a boat in the water and I wanted to take people across the river, 
you'd make money on that. But in this, you put a boat in there, the running costs are so real that it's realistic. So you put the running costs in there, you get like half a ship full of people and you still lose money. And you're like, this, this just isn't working. And at first I was like, is it a bug or something? Like that? But it weren't. The actual game is so well balanced that it's realistic. You know, when you come to actually planting things down, like I started, you know, my, my famous rule, save the game at every point. Yeah. Yeah. So before I started a new track, I would save the game. And because I know otherwise I will lose everything I've done already. So I'll save the game and then I'll start. I'll be like, I look on the map. Right. What should I do? Should I do passengers or should I do like industry? And the industry as well is a lot more complex on this. In the industry in Transport Tycoon, you just have like coal to coal mine, you know? You'd have power to power station, stuff like that. In this one, it's got some basic ones, but it gets a lot more intense. You've got like everything's interwoven. So it's like, I'll have to get oil. The oil will have to be made at an oil place, taken to an oil plant. That will get turned into like plastic. That plastic goes to another place, a factory, also at the factory, I need sheep's wool and something else and something else. Then them two will go to another place to make something else. And then in order to get your city to grow, your city needs goods. So you need to bring like plastic and you need to bring like goods for the, like shopping. And it goes deeper because you've got like shopping in the town. You've got workers, jobs have to be made. And so it's got a whole nother depth level like on Transport Tycoon used to have, you know. But how long so, does it take you to get to that point where you've got like quite a big like infrastructure and you've got like that, that probably depends on your playstyle no it's no it's not really like that in this if like i one thing i didn't know if i was because i think you only get like a couple of thousand years to complete the game sort of thing and i found that i it took me 200 years just to get like three tracks together and three towns connected with um with like running costs for like transport around the town and i did get into a profit but not a lot of profit. And then when you come to build another station, like say you want to build another train thing, that takes all your profit gone. And then, and you have got different levels of speed, so you can be slow, medium, or fast, and the time goes well fast, like day by day. I didn't really want to watch my days just keep flying by, you know? But that means I would just be sitting there looking at the screen for a long time because it's realistic and you've got to build up the cash, mm. you know? And there's so much more strategy involved than the original Transport Tycoon. But I will say, as well, you've got lot, you've got lots of modifications to this one now because obviously you've got Steam and you've got Steam Workshop, so you've got all sorts of trains. You could put all your own stuff in there, all different. Like I, I finished the game that I was playing, and then an England and Ireland map came out, like for you, the whole of UK, and I thought that looks quite cool. I'll start again on that, and I started on that where it's London and Brighton, and you've got like Manchester, and you've got to connect all the places up. And a lot of people actually said on the reviews for that map. It's really nice when your town that you started in, all the other towns just grow a little bit, but because you're working in this town, the buildings, because you can go right the way in, so you're in the town, it's in 3D, like a real town. So a building will get knocked down like an old shack, and then it will be turned into like a wooden building. A couple of years later, that get knocked down again, a crane will pop up, and it will start building, and it will build like a little tower block, and then another, the next time it will knock it down, it will build up like a futuristic block. And you can click on every block and see how many people live in there and what people are in there. And for me, I love that kind of thing. You know, what I'm like, I love collecting stuff. And it's just a bit like that. Every time your trains get old. So say you've got like a, a train that's been running for 10 years. In the first year, it might make it 100 grand every run. But, in, but after the 10 years, 
because it's getting old and worn, you lose that. So we might only earn him 50 grand at the end of the year. So you have to keep an eye on what trains are doing good, what trains are failing, and then and you have to switch them all around. Also, you've got loads of new trains coming out all every year. You've got airports coming out at certain times. And because the town's growing so fast, you need to place bricks down and stuff. Like I put tracks across a certain area so nothing could build there because otherwise, as it gets to the point where an airport comes out, your airport's right out on the side of the town, you know? That's but, like good planning. Yeah, yeah but, the, but the game, really, really good game, man. I, I love it. If you like strategy games, yeah. then that's the kind of game you yeah. want to play, man. What are you doing, Jack? Do you have a little pop-off there? <laughs> yeah. I got what? You have a little pop-off. What are you doing? Nothing. Did your phone ring you or something? Oh, no, I just had an eBay notification. <laughs> in it, we can just hear yeah. the purr. eBay vibration. Yeah. <laughs> Don't literally have to sit in the buff. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, people. We did warn you that Jansen's on his handheld in the buff. <laughs> But yeah, now nah, um, Transport Fever, really, really good game. I can't knock it in any way. The only thing that I could knock is that it's pretty hard. But in this day and age, you want a game that's going to be challenging, you know. Also, you can go down the route of America and England. So you've got like Europe and America, different. You can either mix them up and match them. So you've got all of the stuff. Or you can just go like purely for England's looking maps. Or you can go for Americans looking maps, which is more desert and stuff. But yeah, Transport Fever, man. Wicked game. I really love the game. I've been playing it for ages. I haven't completed a session yet. Uh, any of you interested in it or not? Be honest. Um, yeah, it really. actually looks interesting. I probably might do. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've watched a couple of YouTube videos of it, and it does look quite good. Yeah. When, I would at you, least play it. So. When you come to like further on in the game, because at the beginning you're out in, in the stick, so it's all grass and that, but any train or car or anything you build playing, you can click on it, and you can actually be inside it and watch it as if you're inside like 3d when you get further on in the game and you've got like multiple train stations like so you've got like 10 stations all in one and you've got trains going in and out that's when it starts to get good to ride on your own trains and you can basically watch your trains going past you and you and it's weird because you're looking down on the map and then all of a sudden you're just driving around the town and you're it's in 3d and you're driving around in that in that train you know which is what, pretty like cool first person perspective yeah, you're like in the train driver's seat and you're just watching out the window as the other trains go by and that and watching people run around and stuff and cross the level crossings and stuff. Yeah, it's got a lot of detail. It's a really, really, really good game. Yeah, Transport Fever. I will be trying more and more mods. That's the, the only thing, do you know what? Like, I do like a good mod, Nat, for games. But do you ever find, like, now there's so many mods coming out, you feel like you play the base game and then you think, oh, there's this out now, I better try it on this. Oh, there's that now, I better try it on that. And you find that there's just like, there's so much opportunity to play different things. That's a bit overwhelming. No, I, I don't get any mods. I no? just play the normal game, and then when I'm done, I'm done. I'm really? I'm moving on to something else, yeah. yeah I... it, is, it is overwhelming. I mean, I've just, as you know, just downloaded Armour 3, and yeah. that game, there's so many mods, and I was a little bit overwhelmed thinking, well, what, what am I going to have to download? What's good? What's not? And what am I actually going to play? Can... <laughs> yeah, and it is overwhelming. You look at this whole list, and you think, well, there's a lot to play, but where do I start? Can yeah. I recommend yeah. the bird watching mod? <laughs> what, sorry? <laughs> bird bird watching. watching mod. I would recommend that. Bird one. watching mod. That's mod. standard, isn't it? <laughs> you should, you should yeah. know by now that Hans had to put his two pence in. <laughs> of Just course. Ignore him. We'll delete him out, don't worry. We'll, we'll modify him out of this. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. So I can go on a rent again now? <laughs> yeah, we, we tend I'm to with, put other I'm things with in. with Hans on this, though. <laughs> yeah. What? We, I'm with you, Hans, on Armour 3. 
Nah. Yeah, but that's only that's down to bad experience. Um, yeah, it's just because well, you're crap. The other, <laughs> day, the other day we all got on and we tried to play again. I I spent half an hour re-downloading it, reinstalling it, and we were going to do battle royale. And what happened? Nothing. Ended up going to bed without even playing a game. <laughs> Good news. I don't own the game anymore. That was so. a crap battle royale, though. Yeah. Wasn't the best one, was it? No, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't very good. We downloaded the wrong one. That's why we should and... just join um, other battlefields rather than just that, because then we would have had other people to kill and it'd be a lot more. Yeah, I've got to be honest. Yeah. Totally honest. Since you two have been on there, when you two have come on, we've been doing mods, and you've got to understand when you do a mod, you do get problems with them, and you. And if if we don't fail on the first time every now and then, we don't learn how to install it. Like breaking point. Mark, you installed Breaking Point, yeah? And I said yeah. to you, didn't I? This is going to be a pain in the ass to set up because there's so much stuff. And you probably thought, oh, it can't be that bad. I'll crack on and do it myself. But then when you realized, I got to go into different files and click on these update buttons and I got to drag files there and you got to link your Steam account and you got to go log into their site and then you got to go through their stuff. And it's just like, yeah. you know, it's a learning curve. But once you know it, then you can start playing the game and not worrying about it. You can have the fun, you know? And that's the way I see it personally. But Jansen and uh, Hans, they're too quick to just go, nah, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> no, I just don't I've, like I've that been... kind of game. Yeah, it's I've, I've played it plenty of times, and every time it's been just as bad as the time before. Really? Me and Matt, we've had some great times on there. We have, haven't we? So it's a division. Yeah, I'm pretty brilliant. sure once you see like those exotic birds, it's going to be exhilarating. To I've watch, never even know? seen a bird in the game. Keep telling yourself that one. Matt, Matt, have you seen an exotic bird in there? No, not at all. No. Maybe look, look harder then. Can hear them. Yeah, maybe it was just because you and Jantz were wandering around in bushes in the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Together, holding hands. Talk about blue tits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was Jantz's uh, bird of love ugh. or something you was playing yeah. with. <laughs> anyway, I can't play that game ever again. I don't own it anymore. I can't even rebuy it. Thank you. And that, sorry, I've got to say this, but that's just pathetic. No. <laughs> Everyone it's out not. there. Hans goes through his, his Steam library once a year and he actually deletes games off his account so he can't ever get them back Purges. without paying for them again. Yeah. It's just silly. Well, if it's silly, then why is the option there? Because someone silly, silly like you asked for it. Because <laughs> <laughs> then they'll make money again if you buy it again, if you change yeah. your mind. But I don't want to buy it again. That's the full <laughs> deal. I don't see, want it on my Steam. See, for us, the problem that lies here, we share games, yeah? And he deleted the game, and Tom was playing from his account. So he deleted the game, now Tom can't play. I did <laughs> ask. You gave him about 10 seconds. Nah, no, come on, I gave him two hours, at least. Uh, it, it was two minutes, it came through on my phone, literally two minutes. Yeah, for you. Do you still play it? Do you still play it, period? Yeah. Bye. It's always gone. <laughs> you answered two hours later, but that was too late. No, that was two minutes, Han. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on. Before we all have a big bust up and we all start fighting on a podcast and people throw mics around and stuff. Yeah, we do that in TeamSpeak already, so. <laughs> right, moving on. That's Transport Fever. Wicked game. I really, really enjoyed the game. And uh, if you like any kind of strategy games, business building and that sort of stuff, just check it out because it is absolutely amazing game. Yeah. Moving on. I've got to say, and wait for it because Hans is going to butt in and start cutting it down. 
but I, I found a little game, which is a, is a very little game. It's not even probably classed as a real game. Oh, my God. I was sitting in the front room with my five-year-old who loves games, and he watches YouTube all the time, and he, he just watches all different things. He's into everything. And he come up with this game, just like a worm that eats other worms. And it's called Sliver.io. You just put it in your browser and it comes yeah, up. Yeah, it's basically a new version of Snake. There you go. And Pretty much. That's all it is. I'm is not it? being funny. Every Ripped time you lot are talking rubbish, I get on there, just switch off, hear you in the background or talking whilst I'm playing with my worm. Yes, I bet. That's probably a very accurate description. But Yeah, I'm yeah. complaining. My worm gets massive as well. <laughs> every Can time it, eats, it against another one. Every time it eats, is it grows? <laughs> it's just when other worms hit it in the side, it gets a bit dodgy. But yeah, now nah, this Sliver IO is just basically it's a game in your browser. You just type in your name you want to be. You get put into an online server. The server's running constantly, and the more you eat, the bigger you get. People crash into the side of you, that then then they die. But if you crash into them, you die, and so you get massive worms which are trying to circle you. And it's just like the old-fashioned snake, but all much more colourful. But it's just a bit of fun, and I just wanted to put Lots on it because, yeah, yeah, because I just enjoyed it. I tell you what, it's much better than No Man's Sky. Anything's <laughs> better than No Man's Sky. <laughs> Check it out, people, and let us know. Send some messages in with Sliver IO. Sliver yeah, let, let us know what you think because I reckon everyone's going to come back and be like, "That game is shit." Well, it, yeah. it's what in an app though. as well, so yeah. you can always put it on your phone as well. What I'm saying is though, I'm not saying it as a proper game, like I'm going to play it all night. I'm saying. Whilst you, whilst you lot are getting in team speak and I'm waiting here for a couple of minutes, you know, it's a funny little thing just to put on and play for Wait, 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 wait. While we're waiting, who are we waiting for, usual? Jansen. <laughs> there you go. So we should all play then. Yeah. <laughs> I did yesterday. So that's sliver.io. You can all try it. I think you lot should try it. I bet half of you are playing it now whilst I'm even on the podcast. Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Moving on from that, the only other thing I've played this week and I played with my son is I downloaded, went back to the old school. I played uh, Worms Armageddon. Do you remember that? Yep. And oh, I, think, yeah. I think it's the newer version of the old version. So, so they've got all these different versions of the games now, but this one's the original where you blow each other up and fire stuff and all that. And do you know what? I actually had quite a bit of fun on it. I think I only paid like five for it. And uh, I think I got it on sale cheaper than that. Son set up his team. He set up like mum, dad, blah, blah, blah. I set up loads of stupid names. And uh, did you ever know in Worms you can change the voices to like... Yeah. You can get a cockney you guy, you can get like a posh woman. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty funny. I've, I played it for a little while. It's, I'm a bit harsh though, really, because my son's only five and he obviously doesn't know how to aim the weapons or anything, so I just kept ripping him up every game. I was loving it. Better than getting beaten by Makes Worms. Makes you feel like a big man pushing little kids around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it did. It made me feel strong. I was like, yeah, I get you. I get You've you. lost again, boy. <laughs> 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 right and that, that's it to be honest Transport Fever I've been playing mainly I've delved into a few other little games here and there tried a bit of like we've done a bit of Breaking Point a bit of Armour 3 and stuff like that but the main games is that Sliver with the Kids and Worms Armageddon for me that's all I've really been doing uh, Hans what you been doing? I've been playing Wasteland 2 Director's Cut I'm interested about this because I've played this before but mine wasn't director's cut. Yeah, I, there's not much difference. Uh, just some ease of use things. Now the graphics are much better as well. Are they? Seriously? Mm -hmm. hmm, that's weird, but okay. It had, a that. It, it had a major graphics uphaul. Okay, were, were the original graphics that bad, so <laughs> to speak? They weren't bad, but they were dated. I think they put in much more 
loads more textures into the new one. I, okay, I haven't because... actually got into it to test it, but okay, I... yeah, because it came out like like one year after the original one, I think. Yeah, because I found with Wasteland, if you're a, if you're a Fallout fan, Wasteland is a must-have, isn't it? Top yeah, that's down why Wasteland. I started playing it because for Bears some reason game. Steam Cloud deleted all my saves on Fallout, so I started no, playing Wasteland. What you've lost all your your saves? Everything's gone. Why didn't you just ask me? I've got them here. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, people, if you remember that, when we went back to that yeah. podcast back and uh, all of our saves got muddled up through the cloud. How funny. Yeah, so we turned off cloud, but especially turned it back on before I reinstalled my Windows to save it on the cloud. And surprise, surprise, everything was still gone. It wasn't the oh. first time this happened, though, with Steam, so the cloud saving is a bit, um, yeah, a bit bugged, it, I think. It is. Yeah. Go on, take us right through Wasteland 2. What's it about? What do you think of it? Well, Wasteland 2, you play as a ranger or a group of rangers. You can either choose a set group or you can make your own characters. Now, what I did is I made my own character. And yeah, I then I took three uh, three separate characters. And... Yeah, I've done exactly the same thing. Because you get to actually detail them, don't you, with their hats and all that and that sort of stuff. I mean, yeah, so I actually took pills, I think, because she was a healer. Yeah. And then some guy, I forgot his name, to be honest, with a sledgehammer, so I could bust some heads. And yeah, then somebody with a sniper. They <laughs> so... all have their individual... Because <laughs> it's, it's weird, because it's, like it's like you're playing in the Fallout world, but you're It's like down. the old Fallout, yeah. Yeah, yeah but like you're top down, but everybody's got their own skill set, so you've sort of got a balance. And as you go through the missions, you can switch people in and out, can't you? And you're like, mm, do I keep him or do I leave him behind? And Yeah, I know, but... <laughs> I always try to have one or two healers uh, at least, yeah. And uh, one one person with computer science, yeah. And um, my uh, my main character also had lock picking because I think that's also important. Do you know what I think when I st when I got to as far as I did, I had um because I think you can get two more people later in the game. I'm not sure because it was a long time ago, but I actually had one every person between all of them they covered all the different stuff, and so I could pretty much do anything. Um, did, yeah. you complete, did you complete this game yet? No, not yet. I'm I'm like 40 hours in, and I'm not sure how far I'm away from the end, but apparently I'm not there yet. <laughs> so, yeah, that uh, game, the game is massive. massive. Yeah, massive. it is, it is. I did manage to blow up half the wasteland, though, in some quests. Not really? sure how I did that. Yeah, there was this quest uh, with the, the, what's it called? The Valley of the Titan, I think it was. And uh, there's a quest where I need to go retrieve a nuke. You send it back to this cult, and they all go wacko, and they detonate a nuke for some reason. And <laughs> I blew up half the wasteland, and half the wasteland now is toxic. <laughs> so, really? Yeah, because yeah. the, the way it works is you've got, like, a map, haven't you? And yeah. the, the map's, like, just a desert, and then you've got yeah, areas. Yeah, it's the overworld, so to speak. Yeah, you unlock areas on that map, and then and then you go there, and you've got to have enough water to get there. But when you get there, then it goes into 3D view, and it's all a bit more tactical, and that's what I like about it, because I love... If you like games like XCOM and stuff like that... Uh, it's pure tactical combat, eh? Yeah, you literally, you've got your characters in positions, they've got so many movement points and stuff like that. You could take one shot, or you could take two shots, and yeah, everybody's got their own guns. But uh, did you see the amount of guns in that game and stuff? And there's loads yeah, of secret it's, it's guns. Yeah, it's massive, though. I didn't know what to do because I, I had melee characters and characters oh, with guns. Oh, we're going back so was... to that old chestnut. You, did, you didn't do melee all the way through, did you? Uh, you need one melee character at least, dude. Yeah, one, but you normally get rid of all your guns, don't you? Yeah, in Fallout, but not in this one. So oh, you, right. you, actually, you need guns because otherwise you're gonna get slaughtered. I, um, I found there's there's one gun because I started off with snipers. I love snipers. Cause yeah, same long here. Range. I always have the, a sniper with me. There's like um like a late I don't know if it's a laser sniper yeah. or a plasma or something. And yeah, the plasma vaporate, uh, yeah. vaporates your your enemies. It's, it's yeah. Yeah, that, I, 
and, Epic. and that, <laughs> you get it quite late in the game and i got like a special edition of that and oh, cool yeah but that's the thing you do certain missions because there's so many missions in that game and it's but it's a lot of reading isn't it yeah you like you like to read the story i got a bit bored of the reading because it's like every time you go and meet someone you've got to read the whole storyline storyline oh story man i I've, i think i i've if it was a book, I think I read like over 300 pages already in that game. But yeah, that's what I like, though. There's a lot of lore and backstory to everything you do. Yeah, everything's got a story. But, but I... again, this is a spiritual successor to Fallout. Yeah, I but think I did some find... Of the depths... Yeah. Sorry, so... Sorry, yeah, go ahead. I found that when I um, was reading, uh, sometimes I would skip. Because, like, the way you do it is you speak to someone, it'll give you, like, five options, isn't it? And you can yeah. click, click one option, and it'll give you another bit of story. You click the next option, and it goes through the options, and you can read all of them. And I found that a few times I didn't read the story and then I carried on with the mission thinking it'll be all right. And I totally messed that part of the game up because, yep. because it's something happened out of the ordinary or they asked me a password or they yeah. asked me something to do with that story. Because like, I hadn't read it, I didn't know what to say. And I said the wrong thing and then <laughs> they killed someone. Or There you go. But that, that's probably what happened when I blew up half the wasteland. I probably yeah. missed something. And because when I went to retrieve the nuke, there was this guy there trying to stop me. Yeah. And I had a little conversation with him, but there was think, no combo to try and convince him to just I give up the nuke. I think so I remember that bit. And, yeah. and it's like you come into like an area and there's like a standoff and there's like a guy on the stage. Is that yeah, I had, to, I had to resort to shooting him and I'm yeah. pretty sure there was another way to do it. And then the nuke wouldn't have gone off. Yeah, because so. I, I, I try and play games where I'm the good person all the time. I try and do the best for everyone and try and be friendly. You know, I don't generally go through games and be like, oh, sorry, I'll just kill him. I try and do the best thing for everyone to try and make everybody happy. Yeah, same here. It, sometimes they give you a situation where whatever you do, someone's going to get hurt or one team's going to get lose something. Um, and that game's just like that the whole way through. Yeah, that's that's in Wasteland. Uh, whatever uh, decision you make, it's going to have impact on, on immediate yeah. and far-reaching consequences later on in the game. Yeah, but now Wasteland 2 is wicked. How much does it cost now? I have no idea. I think it, it was on sale at nineteen ninety nine a few weeks back. No, but uh, to absolutely. be honest, uh, I bought it for the full price when it came out. Just never got around to playing it. Yeah, even twenty nine ninety nine on Steam. Oh ah, wow! There you go. Yeah, it was no much cheaper anymore. when I got it. That's because of the director's cut as well, though. But when I when yeah. I first played it, I actually thought to myself, "Do you know what? It looks like if you saw it, just if you just looked at it, you'd think oh, it looks pretty old school, like an old school game." This is fun. Yeah. yeah, but when you do get into it, it doesn't have that feel it becomes just that's the way that game is it doesn't feel like it's an old game you know you can zoom in because did you play from really far out or did you zoom right into first depends person? on on where the camera was because sometimes the camera angles were really bad in battles. And you couldn't see yeah because some monsters are behind trees and whatever the way i turned my camera i just couldn't see a clear path to it so you had to zoom in and see oh the monster is there yeah, um, that's a, the only gripe I have with the combat system. To be honest, is the camera is a bit. I over. try to always stay as far out as I can, so yeah, you just same here, top yeah. down, uh, and I find that was much much better for battle and stuff. Uh, because I played the old Fallout's and I played Baldur's Gate back in the day, and I try to replicate that camera, so to speak. Yeah. Because I'm I'm used to that one. Yeah, because that's the way the game seems to be wanting to play, but they've just tried to put an extra swing on it so that it's better for newer people. Yeah, you it? have to because I, I honestly I don't think that. Um, how do I say this friendly? Uh, the new generation of gamers will be interested in these kind of games mm. because it, it takes a lot of reading, a lot of patience, and if you play in a hard mode like I do, you die a lot. Yeah, well, I think these games are designed for the older. They're, they're, it is. Yeah, they're it to is. bring it the is. older games into for the older people back 
their like yeah, nostalgia. Yeah, it's, it's a pure nostalgia. Yeah, pure yeah. nostalgia thing. By the way, did you know that Wasteland Three got funded in like forty-eight hours? Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Oh man. <laughs> um, it's like, not going to come out for a couple of years, though, is it? Uh, two thousand eighteen, I think. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, that's a game I'll definitely buy. Have any of you yep. other boys played uh, Wasteland Two? Yeah, I played off your account, didn't I? What did you think of it? I thought it was brilliant. You didn't play. It you is, didn't play yeah. that much. I think you. I think you I got distracted, didn't you, to something else? I did. Uh, what did we? Uh, yeah. I, I'm not I sure think what we it went was. To Fallout or something. I can't remember. Yeah. It was something. something came up. Yeah. It was one yeah. of them old scenarios where you get a really good game and you really want to get into it, and then another really good game comes up and another really good game, and you're like, ah! yeah, <laughs> you're that's overwhelmed. It, yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I had a lot of fun with Wasteland 2, to be honest. I'm going to finish this game. I, I really want to see where the story is going. And knowing myself, I'm probably going to get the bad ending yet again, because there's a lot of endings, apparently. I got really far into the game, and I had I got distracted as well, and I went and played something else. And when I came back, I found it was really hard to get back into, because I couldn't remember any of the storylines. Yeah, you don't need to wait for two months to get back into it because it, it's, it disconnects yeah, just, you a little bit from the game world. Yeah, and you just think, you're back there and you think, what am I doing? Why was I here? You know, where am I heading? Yeah, it, it's um, typical with those older, uh, with those old school games, of course. Yeah. But no, yeah, that's right. a, uh, that is a really, really good game and it's a special, like, niche game, you know. It's like for certain people that would like that game. Most people, like you said, younger the younger people... No, they, they won't, won't that like it. got no. not enough action for them. It's just like, what is this? It's like playing chess. Yeah, uh, that, that's what it's like for me. Same really? Like X, yeah, same like XCOM. It's like I can't play those games because I'll start falling asleep. <laughs> really? Well, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm going to get on the same rant again, but it, it's the same way I feel about your type of game, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, that bores me and I need a challenge and you need a different kind of challenge. That's yeah. why you should be so. like me. You should like every game, no. including oh. Sliver. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's Wasteland 2. That, uh, I really enjoyed Wasteland 2. And I'll yep, tell you, if anyone here. does like your sort of... Do you, know, do you know what, as well? If you like the old sort of... I don't know if you agree with me, but you know the old school sort of Zeldas, like Link to the Past and that sort of stuff, it's sort of got that sort of element to it as well, because it's top down. Really? Even, even though it's not like just running around and that, it's more tactical, but it's got that yeah, sort of adventure. Yeah, I was going to say, Zelda's more like, like yeah, a, an action that, RPG, so to speak. But you this get is, that yeah. old school feel of adventure, like you're yeah, actually... That's true. Yeah, it's hard to explain. It's like an, a source of adventure where you remember when you was a kid and you looked at you got a tape to put in your Commodore or your Amstrad, yeah. and you looked yeah. at the cover and you just in your head all these different all these different feelings came to you of like I'm gonna go on an adventure. I'm gonna and you had pictures in your head of like forests and jungles and stuff like that, and you went to explore them, but you hadn't seen them because it was all in your mind because you saw the cover of the game. Of now course. this this game has got that sort of feel to it. it the is. minute you start it's... playing. You don't know where you're going to end up, and you start imagining things. Even though you've got top-down view, it will say like, right, you can go over to such and such area, jungle, blah blah blah. Like, there's a bit where you go from there to like a town which has been overrun, and you start thinking about all this stuff because they keep talking about it before you get there, and you're like, I can't wait until I get to that point. And then when you get there, it's like, wow, this is what it actually looks like when I got here. Yeah, it is, and. So that, if, you, the... if you're like me and you like story-driven games, I can recommend Wasteland 2 because the story is, is superb in this one. Yeah. But again, it rec you need to do a lot of reading. You're, you're yeah. going to spend at least half the time of the game reading text and dialogues and books and whatever because you need to do that in that game. Yeah, it comes down to time as well. If you're sort of a person where you haven't got a lot of time to play games, no. 
because I actually had to force myself because I don't really I can read well but I don't like it and uh, <laughs> I'd be like reading it I'd be like oh there's, there's like you can see tabs there's like 10 tabs oh this is what he says about this this is what he says about that this is what he's asking the community this is what yeah, he's asking and, the public and even with the tabs you need to, to yeah. look where you click because otherwise you get three four stories uh... yeah muddled up yeah yeah, it's a bit weird. But anyway, I, I really enjoyed uh, that game, and I enjoy those kind of games because they're immensely story-driven, and that's what I like. <laughs> yeah, no, check it out, people, man. Wasteland 2 Director's Cut. Yep. Uh, it's another really, really good game. Right, Matt, what have you been playing? Haha, Stellaris. Another uh, strategy-type game. This is a game that I'm interested in getting into, but just haven't had time yet. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. I love this one. I've been on it for ages now. I've played it before and I kind of just kept dying. Is... Um, Sorry, just cut but... you off. Is this the one before you go into it, the way you can all be in your own area? Like you will go into a different area on ship? Yeah, I think. Yeah. <laughs> if I know what you're talking I just... about. Sorry. Yeah. I just remember recently but... you playing a game and you, you kept telling us all to buy it because it was so good. And we can all get on a starship. One can be the controller. One can be a gunner. One can oh, be no, a that's back. something different. No, that's, that's not completely this one. No, no, different. No, uh, no. No, no, I thought this was it. This is a strategy no. game like like Civilization, isn't it? Uh, sort of. Yeah, it's a yeah. um yeah, it's a, but it's out in space. You play as this certain species where you go and you you can colonize planets once your science ships have scanned a similar type. It's got diplomacy, warfare. It's got some storytelling as well from ancient civilizations you come across. Totally different game to what I thought it was then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not excited a... anymore now. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I ask you all sorts of questions about how you get in the ship and how we get on together and stuff like that. And now you've ruined it. Well, you've I'll come talk about with... one afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so we can yeah. go again. But this is definitely worth it. It has got mods as well. So you can play. It's got like loads of different mods from Star Wars, Star Trek, Aliens all that type of stuff that you can actually put characters and playable aliens of that such into there as long as the modders update their things to the new is it really like version. um civilization then is Pretty it that much. kind of game it's like not copy but a similar sort of set out strategy game it's similar yeah yeah i'd say it's similar yeah what else you got yeah, you can you go around in space and make your civilization a little bit more you know tech savvy <laughs> i'm just you looking got at others it. yeah I'm just looking at it I was going to buy this a little while ago, actually. Yeah, I didn't know it was the, this was actually this game. Yeah, it is. It's got um, prices are quite mad though. From Steam, it's like thirty four ninety nine. I yeah. see the UK is twenty nine ninety nine, but that's got the Nova edition. Yeah. If you go to G two A, you can get it for twenty two pounds, including the Nova edition. So you get this a playable species. I think you get the soundtrack as well. I don't know why. Did any of you ever interested in a soundtrack from a game or not? Not depends really. on what game, yeah. No. Depends on what game. I could imagine mm -hmm. Han saying that. I knew he was going to pop up there. Yeah, he would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah why like, not? It's not like getting a soundtrack for a movie. If you watch a movie and then at the end you're like, yeah, the music in that was pretty good, you'd probably go out and buy the soundtrack. That's a different. That's a different scenario. Yeah, but it's the same with a game. If you play a game and you're like, the music in this is well good, I wouldn't mind it's listening not. to it in my car. Nah, because look, I just recently watched. I just watched. Yeah, I just watched Luke Cage. Yeah. Now, mm. in that, you've got loads of hip-hop and, and R&B songs and that, and loads of music that I'm listening to on the radio at the moment is in that film, in that program, yeah? So, yeah, I could watch that and think, yeah, it's a pretty cool, cool track. You know, you've got, like, Method Man at the end of it and that, and he's doing, like, little rap and all that, and, like, yeah, I can imagine getting that, whatever. But Stellaris and games, like, do you know what I mean? The games is normally, like, instrumentals or, like, orchestras and stuff like that. 
it depends on what game you're playing. If you've got a, a, a game that's got a score, then obviously it's just going to be instrumental. But if yeah. you've got a game that's actually got tracks in it, then it will be like a normal CD. Yeah, like but look at when I, you play football games. It's all well-known songs that they put in the menus and stuff. Go on, name one. FIFA. <laughs> yeah, FIFA, Pez. Yeah, FIFA and Pez both do it. We're going to do something going, woohoo! That wasn't FIFA 98, by the way. Yeah, that was old school. I always remember that coming on. Oh, wicked. Yeah. Yeah. It's got good music, but I wouldn't go as far as doing that, but I know other people would. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there you go. It's, it's a brilliant game. It's got multiplayer support as well for up to 32 players, so you all have like a chunk of this generated universe so it's like and... a map but we're in space yeah and, and then you... it's planets and we could take each planet over as we push each other back uh if they're at a similar type to your species you can take that planet um you can get uh, ones that you can terraform as well or you can put you can enslave like certain civilizations so you can whack them on other planets as well and make them work for you it's very deep with their diplomacy and the warfare things you go off in space with your science ships and your Do like construction and ships sort of thing and you build space stations and you know all that stuff and shipyards to do your ships how hard uh, is the game because these games normally are pretty uh unforgiving they normally you play them and then you get to a certain point and they just they just walk all over you and you just think ah oh. yeah well that's happened to me a few times have and you been saving and loading no i haven't actually <laughs> no, I don't cheat. I, uh, yeah. I t- <laughs> Mark, you're, you're new to the you're podcast. The only one who cheats here, Nick. Hold on, yeah. Mark, you're new to the podcast. In a game like this, would you save it at regular intervals so you can load it when it goes wrong? Um, no. I'm, I'm, I'm with the other guys, to be honest. I, I don't. No. Do you think it's cheating? Um, it is a form of cheating. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Yes. Don't, Come on. Don't yeah, listen to some podcasts before. I would say, yeah, it's a legal form of cheating. Your game progresses you. by the choices you make. Oh, yeah. If you start saving and going back and changing your choices, you're cheating. Yeah, right, you but cheat yourself the, out of a good the game. The whole point of this is the game is for my enjoyment, and I'm going to enjoy it more if I enjoy playing it, and I'm going to enjoy playing it if I don't lose. <laughs> it's like with survival games. I enjoy playing it when I don't need to play it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if I'm if I'm playing Football Manager, and I'll come to that in a second. Um, yeah. But if I was to say get to a cup final, lose by the odd goal, think oh I've saved it, it saves automatically. Let me go back to the previous save, and then I win the match. I'm effectively cheating myself because I yeah, but that's different. Oh, no, that's the same. That's no. the, same. <laughs> <laughs> the only difference is it's not you; it's him. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Then it's allowed. <laughs> no, but like, all right. Let's take it into a different example. If I can think of a scenario on a game where, like, your game is over. What games you play? Faster than light. Yeah, and you can't do it in this game. But just for an example, like, I could get to like three stages in, and it will just finish my game, and then I can start again, and it just, just get to the same point and finish my game. So. Instead of just saving me all the hassle, just load it up again and do a different choice. And then I enjoy the game because I don't want to play it for that long anyway. I just want to get through it, enjoy it, see what happens. And it's like Fallout. Example, Fallout. You lot will play it on a hard level, yeah, because you want it challenging in the game. Me, I'm not too fussed about the level. I'll have it on easy where I can kill everything in one shot or whatever. 
but I enjoy going through the game. Yeah, but that's not cheating. That's, that's giving just... you the experience that you want, but it's not changing the choices you make. Yeah. Well, I still save it on that as well, so... The only game I save on like that is Fallout, just because it's so buggy. Like, if I was to run up to a building and get stuck halfway in between a wall... Buggy um, like on Fallout? Cementing on the wall, yeah. Do you not find yeah. that? No. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. played the first few weeks. Uh. Yeah, the first few weeks, but that's when there's loads of bugs. But there's no bugs in it now. I've not played it for a while. Have you um, downloaded any of the, the updates for it and the patches and stuff like that? Or have you downloaded any mods for it? Uh, no, no, not yet. Oh, dude, you need the mods that I've got for it, man. It made that game a million times better. I'll have to check them out. I, I played it on console previously, and that was really buggy when it first came out. Um, but I would save, I would save it regularly then, just because, as I say, the bugs. If I was to get cemented in the wall and can't move, which happened a couple of times, I'm going to want to be able to go back. Yeah, obviously to my to my pawns point, but I wouldn't I wouldn't particularly do it for the sake of the storyline. I think those games, you know, you make your choices and then you have to live by them. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. I do. It deepens the game as well, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I made it my choice to load it back up again and have it quiet. <laughs> you make the choice to have multiple choices. Yeah. 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 It's all about using more knowledge, man. Like going back and changing Thinking it. outside the box. Here, I could lose here and die. Let's save it and I can reload it and I won't die. But it's like <laughs> me playing Doom. It's I like wish I could save you, in real you life. Play, you play through <laughs> it and then you get to certain checkpoints in the game, but you have to complete the level for the game to save. You can't manually save halfway through a level. Yeah. So it's like you if you die, you go back to a checkpoint exactly. and you've got to redo it. You've hit so land you, on the head. But then it's like when you finish the level, it then saves, and then you can quit yeah. or carry on. And who made the game like that? The developers. Because they wanted the game to be played like that. No, they don't. So yeah, who made the game it... like this because they wanted the game to be played like this? The developers. They put it in there to yeah. save it whenever I want, and that's what I'll do. Yeah, but they put checkpoints at strategic points. Yeah, yeah but, so if the, but if the developers wanted it to be you, like that... Like, then they would as yeah, well. But, yeah, but the thing is, you're doing it like just before some a big event. You're like, I'm going to save it just in case I make a mistake. But with something like Doom, you fight a boss, and once you've killed that boss, it will then give you the checkpoint, so then you can move on to the next bit. And then if you die, you don't have to start right from the beginning and do but the whole level. But that's why they put like Iron thing. Man mode in because that's then there's something different. Iron Man. That's that's where you're like. Uh... You don't die or anything, isn't it? No, Iron Man modes in games is when it's you can't save it and you can't fast travel. You have to play the game realistically. So, and the game's hard as well. So, it's one one shot kill and stuff like that. And that's the hardest mode you can have in a game. You know, uh-huh. and if and if you want to play it hard like that, then yeah. go and play it like that. But yeah, but then that's I'm just quite happy. The difficulty that's not cheating. Yeah, but yeah. That's what I'm saying that's in the game as well for people that want to play the game like that. Me, I want to play the game nice and simple and just enjoy it, relax, and not worry too much. What do you do it in a survival game? You can't do it in a survival game, can the, I? There's no no, 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 no. <laughs> that was a question. Would you do it? What In a multiplayer game? No. I wouldn't yeah. do it in a multiplayer game if I could, because that would be cheating. But I'm playing in single player. It's purely for my own enjoyment. 
And if I'm happy doing it, then I'm enjoying it. If I keep getting to the same place like in Dark Souls, where I keep getting killed by the same guy over and over and over again, I'm getting frustrated. I've only got an hour to play the game, and I've nope. done most of it if with one guy. If you die in Dark Souls, it's always your own fault. If Dark Souls had a mode where it was easy on there, like it wouldn't be killing me 100 Dude, million Dark times. Dark Souls 3 is the easiest of the three. I'd play it, but... It's you, couldn't even, you, you couldn't even beat the first mini-boss. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If it was easier, I'd play it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's move on. That's yeah. Stellaris, anyway. Let's just get out of this whole subject and change. Tom, yes. what have you been playing? I have been playing a game called Star Conflict. Uh, easiest way for me to describe this is World of Tanks in Space. Really? Um, well, you've got a tank in space. No, oh, no. World of Tanks, but in spacecraft. <laughs> so, I'll, I'll read you there a little bit of spiel here. It says, Star Conflict is an action-packed, massively multiplayer space, space simulation game that puts players in the role of elite pilots engaging in widespread interplanetary skirmishes. Are you an elite pilot? I'd like to think so, but no. I reckon <laughs> you are. I've, no. We got to know, Tom, now what he's really like. He's hardcore. The reason why he's called insane is because he is insanely crazy about... Making sure he's the best at whatever game you play. <laughs> he can fine tune anything, can't you? I try, but yeah, not you everything. Succeed. Yeah. No, I like to play a game until I feel that I'm competitive the, enough the, at it. The best. <laughs> yeah. Not the CSGO best. Go just... skins and that all that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah quite a few. <laughs> but an yeah. example of that is Rocket League, where Tom started Rocket League after me, and I'm not great at it. And everyone all started at the same time. We we're all the same level. And then Tom came on after me and was like, oh, I'm going to be a bit crap. I haven't really played this. <laughs> and then it was about a week later, we all got in again. And he, he, just, he was flying through the air. He, yeah, he yeah. was doing all the different trick shots. And I was See, thinking, I hold it. on a minute. He's a bit of a ringer. <laughs> yeah. I, I was <laughs> it because we was playing Robocraft, weren't we? Yeah. And I played yeah. it for about a week before him. He came on late, didn't you? He was well yeah, late. Did. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I I'd look at it, I look in and just threw my phone at lunchtime at work and I was like Tom's online. He finishes. He rushes work at work. Gets home quick. That does a bit of practice. Like oh, I'm gonna get brilliant at this. Come on at night. He's the best. None of us can catch yeah. up with him. He caned everybody on the battlefield. Yeah. We know we've sussed your game, Sonny Jim. You got me. <laughs> it's good if he's on your team. It's just not when he's against you. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, go on, carry on. Yeah. So this. Uh... There's PvP, PvE, um, there's a sandbox mode, open world, there's missions, there's um, there's a f couple of hundred ships, I think there's about 220 ships. It's free to play um, as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, free to play. Jensen, um, that's your, right up your alley. Yeah, I already downloaded the game and played it, but it, it seems like an alright game, but it's not something like I'd get into, so I don't think I'll go back to it. It's like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> For me, I played the game as well. I did actually quite enjoy the, the way it works. You see, simple to fly the ship. Uh, for me, there was way too much going on, like, yeah. not on the game, but outside of the game with leveling up and all these different buttons and bits and pieces. And it probably is pretty simple once you do it for a little while, I suspect, Tom, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it's like after every like uh, level that you play, it's unlocking like a million different things, getting new ships, adding things to those ships. Like, it was yeah. way too much going on. And I thought, oh, you just get in, you've got a ship, and it's like dogfighting. Yeah. And then at the end, like, you upgrade this, upgrade that. But 
yeah, after every match, it was just so much. I was like, I don't even know where to start. How many matches did you play? Three. I only played one, and I was just like, do you know what? I, honestly, I was like, I can't even be bothered to uh, take it all in. But I know Tom's at the level where you know exactly what's going on everywhere now, don't you? So for you, it's probably a bigger bonus having all yeah, them extras. There's, there's a lot more to do now. A lot, a lot fine more. tuning. Yeah, yeah. And once, I think once you know what's going on, what what happens, you know, after each battle, there's very yeah. little you actually have to do. Jam especially time. once you start getting higher up, you have to do sort of 30, 40 battles to be able to level something up. Whereas Just, when you first start, like you do one battle, you can level 10 things. Yeah. Now, the, the graphics were good. It was all smooth. I've got to be honest, I like World of Tanks. I really do. And I think World of Tanks was similar game. It, like, obviously, not. it was in tanks rather than spaceships. But I think with World of Tanks, it was a lot more easier to upgrade and to see what you was doing, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It was yeah. basic. There's that tank. I need to get that, 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 and that. Buy them four things, upgrade them. Then I'm to the next thing. With this, it was a bit all like popping up and a bit, bit like a bit in your face sort of thing. But I think the game was alright, just I don't think I had enough time to get into it at that point. What do you, what do you think of it? I'm finding it good fun. It's really, uh, it's action-packed, really fast-paced. It's um, I, can, I can just jump on for 10 minutes and have a couple of battles, or I can sit and play it for hours. How long you put into the game? Uh, 45 hours so far. Wow, 45 hours already? Yeah. Mad, yeah. that's why we haven't seen you. <laughs> yeah, I've been getting early and jumping on it. <laughs> no, that's... Um, yeah, that's this, well, since this have, podcast, I suppose. Be honest with us. Have you put any money into it yet? And how do they ask for money? Um, I have bought the Soldier of Fortune pack, which was on offer last week for half price. It was six ninety nine. I bought it for £3. £3.49. And it gives you double drops, basically. So you get double the amount of uh, synergy. And that's for life. Forever? Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, that's normally, quite cool. It's normally seven quid, but uh, as yeah, I say, it was not for £3. Yeah, no, no. Like, um, so yeah, it just doubles everything up really, and um, it's a lot like Robocraft with your little, uh, you know, you buy the yeah. buy premium time, you can buy different ships, you can buy different stuff like that, but I haven't bothered buying any of that stuff, I just bought literally the double drops because I thought I'm playing, you know, if I'm going to be... What is your goal in this game? Like, how, where, is it, where can you see it taking you? Is, it, is there um, a final point? Is there like the best ship to have? What is it you're looking for? There, there is, yeah, that's in the PvP areas, like you want to your main goal is to upgrade your ship to the point where you know you can take on other other people but um my main goal is to get to get a decent ship to go into the open world and uh get out there you can you can well do anything really but my, so my main goal will be to well. be mining yeah it's got open world um you can do mining you can do bases you can do uh, all all different stuff in this open world um but i haven't really got into that much i've only just reached it Oh, right. um, I've sort of, I took in. the long route. Yeah, you you have to you have to get to level six or, or rank six in ships. But trouble is, what I did was I went, I did all of the rank one ships and fully leveled them out max. All of the level two ships fully leveled them out max, and you only have to do one of each. Is yeah, this a competitive game then? It is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. The thing is with Tom, he likes to. Say you're playing a game and you can at level four, you can open up something new and move on to the next section. He likes to finish everything off, maxed out, so he yeah. can say he's finished that tier. But what I find is when I do that is, maybe it's because I've like got a short attention span or something, I'll, if I go through it at the pace, which is just doing this, I'll jump to the next bit, do that, jump to the next bit, do that. 
I'll be fine. But if I max out level one to get to level two and then I max out level two by level four out of ten levels, I'm got bored of the game by then, you know? Yeah. Whereas yeah. you don't seem to get bored of these games. You just you, no. you enjoy continuing and continuing. Yeah, yeah. But I find it it makes me a lot better at the game to to do it that way because you yes. get so much more practice with the different you know, different in the different aspects. Whereas yeah. moving on to the next level everything changes. It's it's I, I, I don't know. How much would you pay for this game if it was a paid game? Probably up to about 15, 20 quid. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Cool. Mm, star uh, conflict. Anything else you want to say about it? Not really, no. No. Um, about the ships and how many there are and that. And mm, It's quite funny though, you know, because there are a few free-to-play games. We've had a massive discussion about free-to-play games and how we don't really like them and they always want something. Like they always got a way of getting your money and that. But there yeah. is quite a few free-to-play games coming out. It's like they found the route... Like, they used to just go the direct route and have pop-ups saying, pay this, pay that, pay oh, this, pay that. No, that's too annoying. Yeah, but now they've sort of... A lot of them have found this route around it where they make a good game, they get you to realise the game's that good, and then they hook you up. And then you think, oh, yeah. you know, this game's that good, I think they deserve a couple of quid off me. But there's yeah. also the route that making it twice as hard if you don't pay any money, you know, like where you get yeah. double drops if you pay a bit of money. And yeah. the funny way this actually does... It does doesn't do in your face pop-ups but what it does is it gives you a free crate every day when you log in so it gives you a free crate but then it stays open for you to buy the next crate so you have to close it then oh right so it gives you a free ah. crate but then it you know leaves it open for you to buy the next one <laughs> yeah it, it, it was a good game just a bit too much going on all at once for me when when i didn't really have much time to get into it you know and sometimes that happens you you see a game you go to get into it and you just that at that point in time you can't get into the game yeah. and walk away and then you just you... I think it's one of those games you've got to sit down for a good hour to start it once yeah. you've started it then you can just jump on for 10 minutes do a quick match yeah. jump off again that's Star Conflict check Star Conflict out right moving on last game of, of the month and don't worry we've got plenty more stuff coming after the game section <clears throat> sorry <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I just choke <laughs> um, but yeah Mark's going to talk about uh, Football Manager and there's a lot more to this than just the game. We're going to be, you're going to be explaining exactly what he's doing about his YouTube and all that. So uh, I'll let you take it away, Mark. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been playing Football Manager 2016. I'm doing a series of challenges on YouTube. So, like, my background, I've, I've only had a gaming PC for the last couple of months. I was on console before that. <laughs> <laughs> um, got my PC, thought... I'll, I'll, when when I had my um, console, I was on YouTube looking at other YouTubers play Football Manager because it's not a very demanding game, so I played it a lot on my laptop. And I thought, well, I can do... Well, I think I can do a lot better than what I, all these other YouTubers are doing. So yeah. that was the first thing I did when I got my um, PC. I thought, let's, let's find a hard challenge. At the moment, I'm doing a series for Sunderland, which we're halfway through the first season doing quite well. Judges for um, Sunderland. No, no, I'm a Villa fan, so it's oh, even yeah. worse. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm playing through as Sunderland at the moment, halfway through uh, the first season. We're actually sitting in seventh, which I don't know if you boys know a lot about football. Sunderland in real life are expected to challenge relegation, one of the favourites for the drop. Get up into seventh at the moment. I've had people on my YouTube commenting, you know, we're doing a good job. Yeah, if you guys want to check it out, your listeners want to check it out, my um, name on YouTube is Showering Pope. Oh, I thought uh, I'd ask you, where did you get the name Showering Pope from? <laughs> um, this came from the days where I was playing on the Xbox 360 
and you had to make up a game attack for um your online bit yeah um, and i wasn't creative i'm not really a creative sort of person when it comes to those you've sort done, of things thinking about done names. The auto find. yeah so the first one i got was raining lemon and i, I <laughs> no, that, that didn't really have a ring to it and then the second one it came it was showering pope and it just kind of stuck i kind of like like the sound of that and do you know how many yeah. people i come across and i go why have you got that name and they go oh xbox found it for me yeah, I just kept it my, yeah. my first name was bruce the karate moose so don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> it didn't get much better in your second name did it really no <laughs> at least a little bit <laughs> maggle from hell <laughs> that's actually from dark age of camelot but continue oh, right. yeah. but yeah now the point you're trying to get across is that you're going to be covering us on youtube videos basically because there was a question later on we'll be talking about this, but and it just so happens, convenience, that this he came along at the right time, really, didn't you? And uh, yeah. me, me and Mark yeah. got chatting, and basically Mark start, does loads of photography, and he does loads of like recordings and stuff like that. You've got like, a musical background as well, a little bit like Jansen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, after we got chatting for ages, he said, like, do you know what? I'm going to do some YouTube videos. And we on the podcast, we've been looking like for a, for a little while. We've been looking out for people that do YouTube videos. A few games with uh, the guys called Bread on Toast recently that was doing YouTube videos and that. And you know what, Mark came on, and you just got stuck in, really, didn't you? And then me and you got chatting, and you was like, "Look, what he's going to do is every month, say we know the list of games we're going to play for next month. What we'll do is he'll start playing the games, and but he's not just going to play the game. He's going to explain how to play it, what to do. If we've got a server running or something." He will then tell the people how to get in the server, what to do and stuff like that. And it will just bring a little bit more to the podcast where if we're talking about, say, we just spoke about Star Conflict, then I don't know if you're playing this one but because he's doing Football Manager, but then that will be in his videos. So you can leave the podcast and go and watch what he's been playing and see a bit more about the game, whether it's him explaining the game or just playing the game or whatever. They'll be different every time. a visual element to what we talk about. Yeah. Bring, bring a bit more to the table. Yeah, it'll give listeners as well a chance to see the games firsthand because they'll, they'll hear us describing it on the podcast. And we want to try, well, you wanted to try and keep it under one umbrella and just think, well, instead of finding random YouTubers to go and have a look at, why yeah. not just stay with Extreme PC UK? Yeah. Um, and it all keeps it nice and tidy. Yeah. So that's, that's great. That's what he's going to be doing. He wasn't doing so much of a review on Football Manager this week, but just saying. That's his first game. He's already done, I think, what is it? How many videos you done now? Um, I've done six now. I'll be releasing them every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as of next week. I've had a bit of a week off this week. I have done a review on Pro Evo uh, 2017 against FIFA. So maybe I'll do some comparison videos. So maybe things like Imperium versus No Man's Sky, games within the same uh, category. Yeah. That people might be thinking, well, I've got... 30 pounds to spend i can only buy one game which yeah. one should i go for also what i'd like to say is to anyone listening out there if there's a game that you're interested in playing or a game that we've played before mark's more than happy to get onto that game because um, a lot of the games are available to us anyway get onto that game and do like custom reviews personally for people so someone comes on and says oh I've been playing like batman and like do you know what i'd like to see you play it see how it goes on and see what the boys say about it just hit him up on there, um, or you can go through us, extremepcuk.co.uk or whatever. But yeah, pretty much we're going to bring the whole thing together, and so it'll all be knitted in together, and uh, it'll all be good. But your name's Showering Pope, not Sharon Pope. Yeah, Sharon. Showering. No. Showering <laughs> is, if, is, in, is in like having a shower. 
and then um, the Pope. Yeah, I'm on Twitter under the same name, Instagram. I'm on various yeah. um, other social media platforms. So, yeah, just yeah. if you want a game reviewing, just link me yeah. up on those. And also, it will give you a little sneak preview into what games we'll be doing every month. Because, say, after today's podcast goes out and you listen to it, say, on the 5th of the month, we'll then... He'll he'll be out. He'll be doing like whatever on his games and doing the reviews, and then you'll know for the next month. Oh, he's been playing this, so they're going to be talking about it. Gives you a chance to get into the game as well, and then you can listen in when we we're talking about that game. You know, um, I will just say one thing before we'll, we'll speak about the next bit in the community section anyway. But yeah, showering Pope. If you give him a subscribe, obviously you'll get um, a link to every one of our new videos out, and he'll be doing little sneak previews of what we're doing on the podcast and shows that are coming up and stuff like that. So yeah. Give him a subscribe on there, and uh, yeah, great. Yeah, I think what we'll do as well, if it's right with you guys, is do a little behind the scenes from the um, uh, the PC fairs. Um, yeah. So on Milton Keynes this Sunday. Yeah. Maybe do a little bit of a behind the scenes video. Yeah, a bit of a recording, and like this is this is Nick under the desk trying to work out how to plug in the computers. <laughs> <laughs> this is Jansen yeah. flipping the switch and switching off half the show. Because <laughs> that, that didn't happen once. Yeah, that was quite funny though, <laughs> wasn't it? We just we just busted out and and don't get us wrong. Tom's like a, a, a really good electrician. We were at, was, did we ring you up or did we not know you then, Tom? I don't know anything about this. Uh, yeah, we plugged all the computers in and obviously <laughs> we needed to run them off two loops and uh, we ran them off one and we plugged in about six computers on it and it was because it's in a, com a conference show. They're in little loops and uh, yeah, we we switched off a quarter of the show. Everything went down. <laughs> we had like oh, no. uh, two eight power strips plugged into <laughs> one socket. <laughs> Wicked. Right, let's move on. We're getting to the uh, community and extras section. It's going to be a short section. Pretty much what I'd like to say is Empyrean server. That has gone mental. It's gone completely mad. Uh, we've got a lot people of people in, in there. Isn't yeah, it? a lot of people in there. I think we've had... In the last couple of, well, since I reset the server yesterday, I've had 218 people in, and it's pretty much gone mad in there. Uh, there's people everywhere. I've heard of stories of battles going on. Um, like I said, it's a custom movie universe, so all the all the planets are named after different films. So you can go to the alien area. You can go to like uh, the game. There's like different games planets in there, like from Pandora, from Borderlands, and stuff like that. I've put extra planets in with lots of gold resources on. PvP, VE, so you can play with other people or you can kill other people or you can just be safe and build your bases and that. That server has gone mad. Massive, massive news on massive warfare kicking off. Apparently there's some pirates in there. Who Didn't they have made... an update as well? Uh, there's Sorry. been a few updates recently. Um, there's modular base building in there and stuff like that now. There's a lot more, a lot more stuff in there. Also, what I've been doing, and if you're a listener and you actually go onto our, onto our um, Empyrean server... You can message me on Steam, Extreme PC UK, anytime saying, look, can you put me a new planet in? Can we do like a little competition? And what I'll do is I'll, you pick a ship off of the workshop on, on Steam. I'll randomly put that ship in a, in a PvP area. People can fight over it and everybody will go to the area for a massive space battle. Um, that's what I've been doing and, and, and that's been really, really good. I've really enjoyed it. But yeah, Empyrean server, get on there. It's still running and it's got more and more popular throughout the weeks. We're getting a minimum of like 20 people on there most of the time now. I think it's gone down to seven at the moment, but that's the, the least I've seen it in the last week. Um, so check that out. Uh, secondly, for the community, I would say over to you again, Mark. You're going to be doing Miscreated, aren't you? 
Yes, yeah, this is one of the um, games I'll be doing, maybe a bit of a review on, a bit of a walk play, yeah. um, a walkthrough on on uh, YouTube, miscreated, yeah, I picked it up, and I've just been hooked on it, I think I picked it up on Monday, and I've put in at least 25, 30 hours on it. Already? And it's already. So when you come to your review next next month, you'll have loads to be, say on it. I should be an expert <laughs> on it, yeah. <laughs> And I think that's it for the community yeah. and extra section this week, isn't it? Right, I believe that takes us on to the questions section. This week we've had a couple of questions, which we always love. First one, what I'll do is I'll read out the question, and uh, then you boys can let me know what your views are and stuff like that. First question's from Trubshaw, and uh, you regular writes into us with uh, some decent questions. So cheers for that, and here we go. He says, thanks for the podcast. It's one of only two that I really look forward to listening to. The new format with deeper review and discussions of games... Works well for me, does the developing on-air relationships you guys have. I frequently look at YouTube videos of games that you recommend. Here is my first suggestion that you consider recommending a YouTuber's video that demonstrates how the game plays out. I have played Elite Dangerous and get a good understanding of the game from a YouTuber called Obsidian Ant. My question is that I get interested in a video game if I feel uh, I believed in the environment and enjoy the gameplay with a good level of a challenge. What are the best video game environments that you guys have seen over the years? Regards, keep up the good work, Trubshaw. And he says, P.S. Your recommendation of the GTX 980 Ti was spot on. A year later and the card really performs. That's good, that's good to hear. I've got, the, I've got exactly the same card and mine still works amazingly. I've not had to overclock it or do anything to it. I've just so cool. ordered one. You've over-ordered one? What, you I've over-ordered one. <laughs> You've ordered two or one I've and a half? I've ordered one. Yeah. <laughs> Have you really? Yeah. Oh, wicked. <laughs> cool but yeah so um what game environments stand out to you boys i've got one in mind which has to be said which you know i'm probably going to say go on fallout 4 uh yeah i yep. just love the open world in that i've got to be honest fallout 3 i liked the more vast open world where you could travel for distance and find like little shacks in the middle of the town and just random stuff yeah i was in gonna this... say number three yeah, yeah num Sorry. number four but i do have to like Obviously, now I've played number four to like massive extent. The map is a lot more dense and smaller, but there's so much more stuff. You can go in much more buildings and you go down into little caves, you can go underground. And I've got to be honest, I'm not sure anymore if I like map three or four more because four is more an adventure. You can climb up onto things, go down under the floor, and you can always go onto roofs of buildings. And wherever you can see, you can pretty much go, which you couldn't do on Fallout 3. You had a lot of it blocked off. The map looked massive, but it was a big, big area in the centre which you couldn't actually get to. Yeah, yeah. but it felt um, this one felt smaller for some reason. Yeah. Even if it is more, more dense, it still felt felt smaller. Yeah, it's more of an inner city vibe, wouldn't it? And th th I know what you're saying. Like, if you try and go from one place to another, you can just walk there in this one. But in the old one, you had to really get there. You know, it felt like you was going on an actual like mission to get there. You know. But yeah, Fallout 4 for me is uh, one of my major environments that I love. I can't wait to get into VR and play it. And that's pretty much why I've stopped playing it for now, because I want to save some of the game for when I get into the VR, because that will make that amazing. Can you imagine looking up at a building or up at like the road going across the top of you and having to shoot people in VR? That looks so good. Yeah, um, maybe. What games for you lot? What environments do you lot like? Far Cry. Far Cry, yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Yeah, ah, yeah, that's pretty Far good. Cry. Well, I've got to be honest, Far Cry 1 yeah. and 2, no. Big no-no. Far Cry <laughs> yeah. 3, 4, yeah. and I haven't played Primal yet, but I will be getting into that. Primal's yeah, pretty good, yeah. Far Cry 4 was pretty good, wasn't it? It was in the mountains, and 
you get that real sense of climbing up and going higher and higher into like into the top of the mountains and yeah i really did like that mark have you played um fallout for uh far cry 4 far cry 4 um i've i've played a couple of hours i didn't really get too much into it um i think at the time i was playing a lot of fallout 4 um yeah. which i have to agree i have to agree with you that's probably the best environment i've i've played in particularly number four um again the same views as you i like being able to go in and explore everything that i see then yeah wandering up on a massive map like fallout 3 spotting a building in the distance thinking what's there oh it's a blocked off door although the map is smaller i think it's I think got a lot more detail a lot more detail and and similarly gta 5 yeah, open that's a good world one. environments are very good i think it's you know you're not just set to one path going off and exploring in the best environments for me yeah I, do you know what i bought gta 5 on the basis of playing the multiplayer because i had already played gta 5 on my xbox years ago when it first came out and i bought it to play multiplayer and i was a bit disappointed because when i got into it there's so much hacking and and problems with the game that i just got gave up when it matt yeah yeah you know, the it, multiplayer it did have a stint on the game play yeah but that like you said that environment is amazing and have you seen the graphics that you can do on that you can get a real life graphics and yep. it makes it look like a, photo, like a photograph and that just looks amazing you know as long as you've got yeah, the power to run it it's really really good but yeah yeah gta 5 that's got to be a, another one is there any any of you lot can think of which are more old school or different you know environments that stand out like hands like you've got like all your rpgs and all that sort of stuff yeah, for me, for I was actually darting between The Witcher 3 and... hold on, and, hold uh, on. No, Pokemon's not involved. I hate Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I hate Pokemon in Lousy Asset. Elder Scrolls. Yeah, that was my yes. second game, The Elder Scrolls, uh, the yeah. entire series, though. Yeah, not but... just one. Maybe Skyrim stood out a little bit when it comes yeah. to the world. We're, yeah. we're naming pretty much all the same game, aren't we? Fallout 4, yeah. Far Cry 3, and yeah. 4, and Skyrim, they're all the same sort of things. Well, maybe one other game I want to mention is Alien Isolation. I've it never played as, that. It isn't as vast as all the other games you mentioned, but it's it's like the only alien game that... that it's got atmosphere. Atmosphere like yeah. an alien game. Yeah. <laughs> it should be. <laughs> you feel like something's watching there, ready to yeah. get you. And you yeah, have to play you... that game on the hardest mode, because then you can actually die. Oh, I can't play that game then, can I? Yeah, the way no, I mean, yeah, the aliens <laughs> look out and sneak, so it's not yeah. about killing the alien, it's about dodging the alien and then sneaking past him, and it's, it's really you know cool what? hard mode. I've never really liked games where, like Assassin's Creed, I've never really liked games where you have to creep about. The only game I've ever liked where you've had to creep about and do what you can is uh, Dishonored, which oh, I want to get Dishonored. into Dishonored oh, too. Oh, that's pretty crap. And, now nah, Dishonored's wicked game. I don't like game. that. Oh, I love Dishonored. I've, I've got Dishonored and it's, yeah. Really? Oh, I like it. Yeah. yeah. It seemed played... very limited. How did you play? Um, me? Because you you've got two play styles. You've got silent or you've just got aggressive. Yeah. You're totally I... different. Yeah. I think I was trying to go in silent, but I ended up just being aggressive. Yeah, see, with me... Because it didn't done... give you the chance. I'd done so the whole like, game yeah. in silent, creeping around and jumping out on people and stabbing them in the back and that sort of stuff. And yeah. my actual... What I wanted to do was complete the game like that and then I wanted to do a run through of the game after where I just take everybody out I can. But I played the game in such detail that when it came to doing the second run, I was just like, oh, do you know what? I'm playing the same game again. It's, I can't be bothered. And I never actually done the second run with the aggressive style. But that's something I'll probably go back to in the future when I've totally forgotten the game, you know, and I'll go back to it. 
don't you find it boring having I, I, I played uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 and I just found it so boring trying to go all stealthy just yeah overthinking situations I, I'm not a particular big fan of stealthy games and I prefer to go all guns blazing and yeah I, I just didn't get on with Metal Gear Solid on the stealth aspect it just didn't appeal to me yeah Metal Gear Solid is that's the the, the recent one wasn't it where uh, you've got them like robot things popping up everywhere and you're in like the desert map and you're trying to yeah. avoid them yeah, yeah. I, I liked that game but it did get a, to the point where i was feeling like the world's big enough and i do like the world but but it was just i was i didn't feel i was going anywhere i didn't feel like it was a much I, I was just doing the same thing in the same area all the time you know i like a game where it gives me 100 missions and i just pick the one that i like the sound of i like, like that, that would lead me on to the next thing borderlands Borderlands, especially Borderlands 1, has got the best environment. Because in that environment, you feel like you're in some Mad Max sort of area and you feel like there's people waiting to get you. You feel like loot's out there to be found. You feel like you're a treasure hunter. Um, That's got to be one of the best ones for me, Borderlands. Borderlands 2 wasn't so... I think it was much more open and a lot more loot and stuff, but it didn't have quite the feel of the first one. Have any of you played Borderlands or not? I did. The first one. Briefly. No. Borderlands is an amazing game. That game is just something you have to play if you haven't played that game. And I will be honest, when you first play it, you think the graphics look a bit childlike and a bit like cartoony. But when you play it for a little while, when you play it even on 1080, it's so crisp that the, the graphics sort of come out and stand out to you after a little while. You get used to them and you think, hold on a minute, the graphics are really, really good. And the storyline in that as well, it's got an amazing storyline, you know, with Claptrap and all that. And each character's got their own background and stuff like that. And I found that Borderlands, like I used to play it with my missus, me and her, because it's split screen, you can play it. So you can play two player one at one end and two player the other end, you can play four of you like that. But yeah, Borderlands uh, is another one that I really, really like. Another one, Dead Island. To be honest, all, of the, all the games I'm going to say are going to be just open world games because that's my favourite type of game. You know? Only game yeah. I could think of which isn't like that kind of open world would be Diablo 3. You sort of get Maybe. that. You get that sense of being somewhere, and you actually are adventuring out. Or Diablo Two, even that was even more like that. You know, the, the, the like enchanted music, and you're wandering about in the forest, and then something pops up, and you just have to take them out. And you know, that's a dungeon crawler, though. Yes, yeah, a dungeon crawler, yeah. but the environment is is it's got a good sense of environment where you're there. You know, when you're in a church and you're going down into a crypt, you feel like you're in a church. You're going down into a crypt. You're like you've got the excitement of ooh what's down there but like in some games you can just play it and you're like I don't really care what's down there just go down there you know but in them games you feel like ooh do I want to go down there do you know what I mean or not yeah I know but there's also a game I want to mention maybe Castlevania Lords of Shadow but you probably mm. never played that so <laughs> Castlevania <laughs> yeah no I remember it but I never played it well, you don't know what you're missing yeah is it really that good the well, the new Castlevanias are gonna be right up your alley. It's not open world, but it has insanely good graphics and it's a fun action-based game. Maybe I have to check it out. I would like to go back and play the other ones first. I like to see, like, say you took, for example, Doom. Go back and see the original, see what it was like, see what they're building on. Because if you just play the new game, then you haven't got a clue what the old game was like, so you don't really know what to expect. But play the old <laughs> game, and then you seem to know expect like Wolfenstein. You'd go back and play the original, very basic. But you play the new Wolfenstein, you can sort of get some image in your head from the new one, which has been taken from the old one, if you know what I mean. But yeah, yeah. environments, 
Anyone got any really weird environments, special environments they like? Or are you all done? Can't think of one anymore, to be honest. (laughs) They're pretty much all the open world ones, isn't it? it? Yeah. Yeah. I think those are the ones that actually stand out the most because you're in it more. You're immersed in it, ain't you? Yeah. Yeah. And that's from uh, Trubshaw. Thanks for that. So, well, a really nice question. So, uh, right. What what we'll say as well, Nick, on um, Trubshaw's email, he's mentioned the YouTube. Just want to uh, repeat again. Obviously, I mentioned it earlier that we'll be doing um, YouTube videos oh, yeah. um, of um, playthroughs. So, yeah, um, if you want to find out how the first maybe half hour, 45 minutes of the game plays, I'll be doing um, playthroughs, introducing games on yeah. YouTube, on my YouTube channel, um, which is Sharon Pope. I'll be sending out tweets on Twitter asking what you guys want um, to be uh, to be shown. Yeah, that's so, that's the main thing, isn't it? We're going to be doing on Twitter, he'll be sending out a tweet with the, the three or four games that he's going to have that month. So if it interests you, if you just follow him on Twitter, follow Extreme PC UK and follow Showering Pope. And yeah, once a month or maybe even more than that, he might do two or three if he gets the time. Um, he'll put out saying like what games you want to draw me to play, Doom, this or that. And it could be three different types of games. Just follow him. And uh, yeah, that will link directly into the podcast next month. So like we said earlier on, you can then help us sort of discover what games we want to play. And then instead of just talking about him doing a review, we'll have actual video footage of him playing it. You know, yeah. and then through the month, if you've got any questions, you can send questions in about the game that he said he's going to play at the beginning of the month. Like this month, it's going to be uh, miscreated. So yeah. if you if you take a look at that game, if there's any questions you want about that game, we'll be prepared to say the questions and answer them on the videos and in at the end of the month on the podcast. So, but yeah, that's just another like third party thing that we're going to take on board, which uh, Mark's going to do for us. So uh, cheers for that, Mark. Yeah. And uh, cheers, Trubshaw, for the uh, good question. Right, should we move on? Yep, yep. The next one uh, was a question we got through our Steam group. So anyone out there has got any questions, you can also question us through the Steam uh, group where we've got all the uh, forums and that. And this is from uh, a guy called Speed. And he says, Hi, guys. Loving listening to the podcast, keeping them coming. I currently have an i7-870 CPU, ASRock H55-M LE motherboard, and a GTX 660. I find that my PC does surprisingly well considering, but was wondering whether to place a graphics card, if so, what with, or just buy or build something better. I mostly play CSGO and Rocket League, which aren't hardware heavy, but I have to play games like Fallout 4 on medium settings, which is annoying and also stopping me from purchasing other hardware demanding games. Any ideas would be greatly appreciated, thanks, and that was from Speed. Now, I looked it up, and his, his actual CPU is an, is an i7-870, which was released, like, in 2009. It's the first-generation i7s. Yeah, it's 4-core, and it runs at 3.6 turbo, so it's probably even lower than that. It's probably, like, 3 or 3.2. I don't know. What's your issues? My, my, what I believe is there's two ways around this. Now, one, that, that will actually run... Like, it run a GTX 660 fine, it'll run a 1050 fine, wouldn't it, if you're on a yeah. budget? Yeah. Now, you can either go out and get, like, a 1050, like we said, for about, I think they're about £130 now, and you could put that in, and that'll suit you for the time being, you'll play on high-level um, games. As long as you're not doing streaming and video editing and stuff like that as well, you'll be fine. But then again, if you're going to spend that kind of money, you know, maybe you might want to look at just getting a new motherboard RAM and CPU 
you know, keeping the 660 for a little bit longer and then maybe in a couple of months, then get in. Because you could do it either way around, really, but it's entirely up to your budget. What do you think, Hans? Personally, in his case, I would try with the new graphics cards first. Yeah. And see from there. And what card do you go for? Depends on the budget again. Uh, like I said, the 1050 Ti will run everything in 1080p, especially what he wants to play. Yeah, and if even if you want to go cheap on that, you can get... I, I've been looking at today at getting cheap cards from, from my son's computer. And, and I, I'm on a complete budget, and I mean proper tight budget. And I want him to have something that's good, but something that he can play with and he can mess around with doesn't really matter too much. And I'm looking at 750 Ti's, and you can get them secondhand for 30 quid on eBay at the moment. Also a good card, but not sure how much of an upgrade there is there between the 660 and the 750. Mm, 750 is still going to run everything on uh, high settings, I reckon. Yeah, but for, yeah I think it's know, just maybe. that bit better than the 660, because yeah, I used to be. have one. Hmm. Yeah, anyway, if 10, I was... 1050 is is the ultimate card you want to go for if you're going to upgrade yeah. the card. And if you can go up to a 1060 or even higher, then then even better. But for the time being, we've, we've sort of gone on your budget. Um, anyone else got anything what do you, what you think? Or you all agree? Um, It's... Because you had a 660, I'd, didn't you, Matt? I did, yeah. Um, yeah, because I would upgrade to the 1050, but that's... You know, if you're looking future proof, proof with that, sorry, um, <laughs> um, you you can't do VR on that card. Yeah, yeah, but, but to, to be honest, how many people want to do VR at the moment for this price? And yeah. to be honest, as well, with the rest of the computer he's got, it's gonna struggle anyway. Yeah. It's gonna be bottlenecked anyway. So, um, yeah, I was I'd, thinking new motherboard. I'd say overall answer would be get the 1050. You know, it's 130 quid or so play your games and then when you get to the stage where a game doesn't run nicely or it's bottlenecked or or you get any kind of issue then change your motherboard um ram and cpu i yeah, think that's the best way around i don't think you can overclock a 1050 ti I'm yeah. not sure but i don't think you because because the way you look at it is if you change the card and it works fine then everything works fine but if you change there the processor fine. and it doesn't work fine you still got the 660 so you know you you're definitely going to get an upgrade with the 1050 so yeah. i'd go for that Right, so we're all happy on a nice agreement with that, yeah? 1050 1050. Yep. 1050. So. Right. <laughs> and that was from Speed. Thanks for your question. Um, much appreciated. We love a bit of hardware uh, questions. Send as much hardware or reviewing hardware or questions or whatever in whenever you can because we love them. And uh, send all your questions into extremepeaceuk at gmail.com. You can send them on Twitter and you can send them on Instagram or you can send them on Steam or Extreme Peace UK. And uh, yeah, that's great. Right, it's been quite, it's been a really busy month, you know. Moving on to the iTunes reviews, we've got a nice little review here as well. Whee! And uh, the title of this <laughs> review is A Great Podcast for Any PC Gamer. And uh, this is from Australia, and it came in on October the 19th. Five star rating, so we're much grateful for that, thank you. And it says, basically, sadly, I've been out of computers for more than 10 years, stumbled across your podcast, and it spurred me back into the, to build a new system. It's been good catching up with the latest games hardware that's out there, and I love the retro stuff too. Cheers, lads. Daniel in Sydney, Australia. Right, thank you for that. Nice. That's, uh, yeah, all the way from Australia as well. So uh, yeah. it's nice to hear that we've been so Nick, widespread. Yeah. Retro stuff. I, I love a bit of retro myself. Really? Yeah, of course I do. Have you not seen us at the shows? We're always in the retro section. Hey, maybe we can actually be friends. <laughs> <laughs> 
the, the difference between retro I like and the retro you like is I like retro is in old consoles, any old games. You like one game, and that's Castlevania. And I'm not knocking it, because I know <laughs> millions of people in the world like Castlevania. I know it's a, a very popular game. Yeah, it is. But, um, yeah, I love retro games. Yeah, same here. But if, for me, retro is sitting on the sofa, chilling out, having a beer with me mates, just having a good old laugh. You know? I Fallout think everybody is at, at my desk, time... sitting here on my own with no one talking to me. That's uh, the difference. I, yeah, I think everybody at some time played Mario Kart in their yeah, life. I love, so. Yeah, I love, I've got Mario Kart downstairs. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, that no, is good. And it's quite funny because if you go from the Mario Kart now on the Wii U like I've got downstairs, which kids play, you play it and you think, this is just like back in the day when I played Mario Kart. But then you go onto the store and you buy the original Mario Kart from like the Super NES. Yeah. And you play it and you think, whoa, such a difference. <laughs> yeah, a lot. But, you, but the thing is, because time's gone past and you've seen the newer ones and newer ones, you, you think the new Mario, which you see now, is the same as the one you used to play, like the same sort of... Like the graphics in your head then were just as good and the gameplay was just as good. Now, you go back to the old Mario, you press left and right and the car just turns a little bit left or a little bit right, like one movement. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. But right. That's pretty much uh, all we got time for. It's all done. Podcast is over. It's been a very busy podcast. I'd like to say uh, sorry again for uh, Jansen's mic as uh, he had some serious, serious issues. And if you notice, he's not actually here now. He actually got cut off because of his internet. So uh, we dumped him. Yep. Yeah. Room in the back. <laughs> so all we can say is we hope next next week next month's podcast will be a lot much better quality and we'll all be here and uh, we'll all be sorted and it'll be much better. I'd like to say just before we go, if any of you need any like requirements on computers, prices, need any help to upgrade, any information on processors, anything like that, you know you can always get in touch. ExtremePCUK at gmail dot com. I'll help you out. I also do work. Good good prices. Um, we've got an Amazon link. If any of you use Amazon, we much appreciate if you use our Amazon link, which is on our website, ExtremePeaceUK at that code.uk. <laughs> Forget me own website. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and basically your price stays the same, but a little bit comes back to us to help us like do stuff on the podcast and stuff. So anyone that's done that, thank you. Much appreciated of that. And uh, I think pretty much that takes us to the end, boys. How did you find it, Mark? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's got over the nerves. Yeah. Got over nerves, and now uh -huh. you're hooked. I'm hooked now. <laughs> part of the crew, part of the crew. And he also does lots of photography, so he's going to be doing a lot more uh, photos of shows and stuff like that for us. We've got a professional now, haven't we? We'll use ah. that term loosely, but yeah. <laughs> I, I like, to, <laughs> I like to think I am. It's got to be more pressure than my iPhone. <laughs> We've got a filter, filter. <laughs> right, that's it. Thanks a lot for listening, everyone, and we'll see you next month. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Cool. Dream PC UK.